Hey, everybody, this is Atkins. And Batman Beyond Mark. Yes, and he sounds way better than the last two yes. episodes. <laughs> I don't have a mic that is very rapidly dying. Yes, uh, I did what I could in post, but we, we're, we are glad. I apologize. <laughs> I didn't have another mic. We are so happy for you right now. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm happy for myself because I have other things to occasionally edit. And uh, trying to manually edit a dot audio from a dying microphone, a nightmare. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Well, and if if you've been hanging around for us long enough, you know that if Mark is here, there, there are very high chances that we are covering Team Up Missions. And we are. This is the very end of Team Up Missions Volume 4. We're covering missions, air quotes again, as always. 22 and 23, although I will say, um, beginning of 22, there's like a smack of team-up mission there, just to, like... It's a cold open, quite frankly. Yeah, it's, uh, we we pick up kind of in media res, but as I was reading it and trying to figure out what I thought about that first little bit, I was reminded of the Arrested Development scene, um, where one of them is cooking, and she's not very good at cooking. And she's like, I'm making ham water. It's it's water, but with a smack of ham. So like this, that's what, what? the beginning of Team Up Missions <laughs> number 22 made me think of. Yeah. Are you not familiar with Arrested Development? I just, it's just one of those shows where it was just like, I'm just, I it just wasn't for me. Oh. Just I, may, maybe it's just because season one is rough, but it was it was one of those things where it's kind of like with the office with me and i'm about to get a lot of hate where it's just like i started watching the first like three episodes and i'm like i am not here for this you have not you have not got me well you're in good and company I give, show, I give shows three episodes and then i'm out yeah i like the british office better than the american version um so oh, my I, understanding is that like the first thing like, after season one of the american office they radically changed it yeah so you're in good company there. Although I will say that I I love most of Arrested Development. Um, the the last season that they did on Fox before it got canceled, and then like the Netflix stuff is like okay-ish. But uh, yeah, I think seasons one and two are great. Uh, anyway, let's talk about mission number twenty-two: Hawks's private space, not private parts, not private area. <laughs> is dwelling. We want remember this isn't this kind of anime. So. Uh, why don't you kick us off there, Mark? Yeah, so we, we jump in, as you said, in already in the new res, where uh, we have our we have our student team of uh, I, I almost said Todoroki, I just said it, uh, <laughs> uh, Tokoyami, because I'm like Fumakage. No, yeah. Tokoyami. No, you always think about his first name, which is hilarious to me. I know, I know, and it's 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 a I couldn't tell you why Midoriya and Mineta. Um, just they're, they're chasing two villains. Um, they're, they're, we, we get very dramatic scenes from all of them. And <laughs> uh, they're about to catch them. Uh, and, uh, and then Hawks is just like, uh, sorry guys, I already, I already took care of it. I don't, I don't super know why they get, I don't know why they scheduled a team up mission with Hawks. I'm going to be, I'm going to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why I said it kind of smacks of a team up mission, but there are some weird details going on here so it says for this team up mission we're taking down a gang of thieves so did they was the hero commission contacted in anticipation of general thievery in this area or were they like yo we need you guys right now because there is an active theft or heist going on get to it or or is this a sting operation yeah and then yeah with hawks makes the least amount of sense because hawks is 
exceedingly fast at everything. And uh, he, he totally great brush interruptists here uh, because yeah, Mineta totally is like... makes sense because he's, you know... Yeah, he worked with Hawks. Si- yeah, no, well, he still does. He's yeah. a, at, especially at least at this time, he's a, you know, trainee sidekick or intern. That's what I'm looking for. Yeah, yeah. I knew what you were going for. He's an intern at his agency. So, yeah, him being there makes complete sense. But... Yeah, Mineta less so, um, especially because when it comes to just general movement, he's he's a little limited. They do overcome Which is that in a, a really funny interesting thing way. To say, given given uh, uh, that he's the only one that is going to actually be able to do a thing, <laughs> right? Uh, well, it's... yeah, on his own, he would have been boned. I think that if any one Honestly, of these I individuals, think it's the environment, but yeah, um, like if if any one of these three individuals were given the task that we'll get to in a second from Hawks, you know, basically tag me. Um, he had the least chance on his own, I think, out of the three. True. Um, but they they coordinate and get this thing done. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Yeah, so Hawks is fast. Um, he just swoops in, pins him down with his cool uh, feather swords. Um, and again, a, a great, great brush interrupt us, and Mineta's all bummed out. And he only gets more and more frustrated with Hawks as this uh, mission continues. <laughs> A little bit. And so, some of it, like, this one is, is kind of justified because it's like, dude, like, I, I, I know you could do it all yourself, but th- we're supposed to be training. Yes. He doesn't frame it like that, but, but they're, you know, the the others are really happy. And Hawks is like, cool, awesome. We're going to let the police, you know, finish this up. Uh, and then he ends up signing, you know, taking some selfies, signing an autograph. And he's like, cool, I'm out. <laughs> Yeah, he's got to go rest his wings. And so he says he's going to go home. Uh, and this piques the curiosity of all three of the boys. Hawks' place, uncharted territory, even for me, says Tokoyami. How does he live, I wonder? And Midoriya's wondering uh, that he bet he's hiding uh, the secrets to his luck with... Oh, no, this is Mineta, sorry. I was going to say, that is Mineta. Yeah, how does he live, I wonder, is Midoriya. I bet he's hiding the secrets to luck with the ladies is Mineta. Um, and who, again, is frustrated wishing that he were in Hawks' place, not for the heroics, but for the selfies and the autographs and the, the crooning in general. Um, yes. So they all want to know if they can all go on. Mineta, of course, leads the charge. They're all curious in their own ways, but Mineta's like, can I come? I want to see your place. And Hawks says, yeah, you can do it, but uh, you just got to follow me there. And he takes off. And I, I, do, I do love how it... It goes because it's like this really kind of happy paddle, like, like not chibi versions, but like kitty-ish versions of them all, all four of them running. And they're they're on a rooftop now. So and then Hawks just runs off and the others are like, oh, uh, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> so they're yelling at him to slow down. And he's just talking over his shoulder. If you can't keep up, then you're never you'll never see my place. And so this is where the boys start to conspire. And what they notice is. Hawks is just casually staying ahead of them because he's wicked fast and he has enough time to like stop and like hover there, basically answer some questions from his adoring fans uh, as these guys are trying their hardest just to catch up. <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, and the first one to make a move is uh, Tokiyami with Dark Shadow, who uses a uh, Black Fallen Angel. And we see that it's not as simple as, oh, well, you can fly next to me cool that's it's not this game's not that simple buddy um 
as as Hawks kind of flies up behind him and is pretty much just like, I am still faster. Bye. I'm still faster and I can turn. Yeah, he's he's got greater maneuverability um, yes. than Tokoyami's uh, Black Fallen Angel does, or at least appears that way. He uh, he manages to stop, have another quick chat with uh, some fans below that he calls chickadees. And I thought that that, w- that was a pretty, I don't think he was being like, uh, like a chauvinist with that. Maybe that's what he calls like female members of his fans. Yeah. Um, or maybe that's what his fan base is called for all we know. Yeah. I thought that that made sense that way. I'd prefer that reading over the chauvinist chauvinistic version. Yes. And he's, he's, you know, like, it seems like he's not paying attention. Midoriya makes a, a move and he's just like, nah, as he, and we get like this very ominous look from him, but he just very casually is like, nope. Uh, and we see then he goes into an alley where he's like, uh, uh, it'll be hard for him, or with Midoriya, I think it's supposed to be, even though yeah. the word bubble is pointing. Yeah, I to, think uh, that this is Midoriya speaking because it may, so you said Midoriya makes a move, which is accurate because it's impossible to describe exactly what Midoriya does. Yeah, he he jumps up, he's, he, he like flickers into frame, which is which is weird because we see him kind of, we see him having jumped before, but then he does the anime flicker into frame. Yep. Uh, and he's not and tra- crackling is... with his lightning, which I disliked. Uh, true. And then he is above. Uh, well, you know what? I'm not sure if he's he's above or if. Yeah, Hawk, like I mean, he is above angle. or if Hawks went below. Yeah. Like, but... uh, I'll I'll give the art that that it's entirely possible that this guy who pretty much has unlimited movement, uh, you know, in a 360 space with air could have just gone under. He did. If you look at Midoriya's pupils, they're definitely angled down. Oh, okay. Um, and nope, in the panel above, point. he is Midoriya is is in the same panel, um, positioned above Hawks. But I, the 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 big ben, uh, ben, uh, like benefit of the doubt that I'm willing to give Midoriya here is that he did this when he did on purpose to kind of funnel Hawks into this space because yes. that makes sense of how I think he would approach this. It's even just without weird his that the word bubbles, like the the thought bubbles. They go to Hawks and not Midoriya, but it wouldn't make any sense for Hawks to be saying it'll be harder for him to fly uh, in this cramped back alley. Right. It's just a like there, something somewhere got confused. Yeah. Oh, so oh, you're reading Tonkaban, and so this yes. is this is a two page deal. Like uh, the uh, Midoriya yep. in uh, coming in is on the right page, and then the word bubbles are on the left. Correct. Gotcha. Yep. Yeah. So, so the word bubbles when you when you look at it in the the, the physical print. Yeah. They're pointing to hawks. Yep. I see that as I kind of scroll between pages of my iPad. Yep. Uh, but then we see he's there and he's he's just like hmm, and that's when Mineta makes his move. Yeah. Using my, uh, it's it's an appropriate sound effect for him. Yeet. If if almost anybody else in one A, if that was a sound effect that they used regularly, I would be annoyed by it. But somehow it works for Mineta. He's the guy who throws things, okay? Yeah. Um, but it also, like, fits his, kind of like his character. I don't know how I it, would I, talk no, about it's it. it's his but... vibe. It's his vibe. Yeah. So he realizes that if this enclosed space, if he can get his, uh, his balls deployed appropriately, uh, then he can achieve his higher mobility. And this is kind of like a callback to the oh, this, early this quirk assessment stuff call- at UA. No, no. This is what this is a callback to is the one A versus one B. 
Well, I think it goes back even. Do you remember um, when uh, they were getting their they they had to do basically like the presidential f- physical fitness test at UA under oh, Aizawa's yeah, gaze, where he did the like the the going side to side. Yeah, yeah, that's what this reminded yes. me of. Is it okay. it brings back that uh, that was my first recollection. I mean, I know the, that he uses it other times. No, that that is what like it's the one A versus one B. It's the thing that held off the other like the one B team for was it like three or five minutes or something like yeah. that. Like it's the Benetta bounce. I was like, oh, he's doing that. That's fair. That that was a pretty good move. And it's not often, and correct me if I'm wrong, but we kind of have named the two times when Manetta uses this particular quality of his balls to do something, which is that he bounces off of them, not just that they stick to other things. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was cool. It's a good it's a good use of his quirk that we don't see him utilize very often. Yes, and he actually manages to to get to Hawks. He grabs onto the wing and he gets a feather which I'm disappointed to say plays no role in the rest of this chapter. I was like, this feather is absolutely how they're finding him. Ah, uh, you, you thought that it. this was Chekhov's feather. It is. It, I thought this was Chekhov's feather. Because <laughs> it's like he manages he manages to tag him. He manages to get him. And as I said, it's like in an open area, no. In a confined area, this plays to his strengths. Well, and it's it's kind of weird because Hawks' original discourse was just follow me, and now they've turned it kind of into a game of tag, and somehow his wings don't count. Um, or his fe- Yeah, he specifically says my wings don't count, which would be like Saro's tape not counting in the dodgeball thing. Question for you. Yeah. Does this, does this mean that Mineta has, like, not just the best throwing arm, because... I mean, we've we've we saw like the throwing contest before, but but the fact of how fast Hawks is now. Granted, he probably wasn't like feeling threatened running away, but the fact that he he threw them out and managed to do all this to get Hawks while he's clearly leaving. Like, how fast can Minetta throw? I will do you one better. Um, one of the things, and just you asking that question has got me thinking in this direction, which is the benefit of like a dialogue like this, um, going over content that otherwise I probably would not be reading um fair cyclops one of his like weirdly secretive or less less spoken of explicitly powers is angles like he's very good at calculating angles and Minetta seems to be displaying a similar acumen here not just his throws stuff is i was gonna say that stuff is all learned uh, like a lot of times they mention it's like Cyclops, he's actually really good with math. And he realized, oh, I can use this to do trick shots on people. Yeah, and Mineta, it's not just that he throws the balls, it's that he places them in such a way that he keeps that kind of angular momentum going with, with I mean, it seems like really good accuracy. He ends up exactly where he's hoping to be. Yes. Uh, and it's not just that. It's It's, I mean... It's the fact that he's like, he could roughly judge how many he needed. Yeah. It's not like the 1A versus 1B where it was, I need these just everywhere because I need to be able to lock down this situation. This is, I'm getting, I'm going from the ground to up there. I need to, I need uh, just enough. Okay. So two further thoughts. Number one. Nessa's absolutely going to clip some part of this conversation. Oh, I'm aware. I just as, I, as soon as I started reading this chapter, I was like, "He's gonna, he's gonna look this one up because there, I, it's impressive." Yeah, team up mission or team up 
Missions Volume 4, and we've talked positively about Mineta twice now. Yes. Um, the second thing is uh, more of a question. You know how, like, in Spider-Man, his web kind of, like, it, it hangs around for a while, but it basically eventually biodegrades? Do, is it can, canonically tr- said anywhere explicitly that Mineta's balls do the same? I'm not sure if it's ever been said that they biodegrade. I do know that their stickiness does wear off. I want to say it's like a day or something. Okay. So they just plop all stick. So his balls become unsticky and then just plop on the ground. <laughs> I, I guess. I don't, I don't recall if we've ever talked about like what happens to them after that, but I do know that they, it's not a, they're sticky forever. It's they're sticky. They're extremely sticky for yeah. a while, but eventually like you can get them off. Gotcha. Well, Manita, uh, after all that positive talk, does end up falling, and uh, Hawks ends up uh, taking off and completely breaking line of sight uh, from the three boys who are trying desperately to spot him, because if they lose uh, line of sight with him, then they don't know where to go, which is the whole point of this pursuit. Uh, and so Mineta, of course, is still frustrated by the fact that Hawks is basically toying with them, has, has time enough in this at least from the boys' perspective, a very hot pursuit to be casual and hang out with the chickadees. It, it's a honestly, it's it's a fair response. It's it's like he is demolishing us. Oh yeah, which is to be expected. Oh, it is. It absolutely is. Tokoyami pulls up some training that he got from Hawks, and he says Hawks once gave me a valuable piece of advice, which is being up in the sky gives you a bird's eye view of the world, and so they. Uh, ascend uh, like a, a tall building in the area and they are doing uh, their scanning, but uh, they don't see anything from up here. Uh, at least initially, they definitely don't see Hawks or any signs of his recent movement through the area, but they managed to come up with a, a little bit of an idea. Yes. Um, and then we cut over to Hawks, who's just like, well, I'm almost home. Uh, they'll They'll probably be searching for me up high so uh you know i might as well i might as well head down and give him a chance uh and then and i i do love that you can just tell who it is by the gloves but they're uh while his back is turned to them uh the person says hawks i'm a big fan of your heroics can i get an autograph he's like sure like who do i make it out to and it's already too and now it's too late as we see it was Minetta saying it um and we have the other two there and he's like oh yeah they uh they admit that uh while he thought they would be searching up high they instead went down where they saw what they referred to as the randos uh and just kind of followed the trail of autographs and squeeing chickadees um with selfies uh and so they just kind of followed that trail and used the chickadee slash fan tactic to catch his attention which he could have i mean it's not like he immediately teleports down to where uh, the people are asking for these things. Maybe it's this odd, oddly developed, like unconscious uh, reflex of his. So he could have maintained his lead, but he decides to entertain the boys by coming down anyway. Uh, because, I mean, he literally said, as you read, that uh, he, he he was going to give them a chance and this is it. Yes. Um, I do like the, the, just the... The fact that he just, like, he heard somebody and he just turned immediately and based on the motion, it looked like he was starting to come down. And while he said he was going to go down, it really felt initially like, oh, hey, somebody's asking for an autograph. I'll go to them. I turn and go down to them to the point it's like, that is the biggest vulnerability 
he has. <laughs> like, I know we're past that with where the anime is, but oh my god, if some a villain wanted to go after him, it would. you just need to go to location, and it would, could be very easy to potentially catch him off guard or on the back foot. Which is the, honestly, the unless you have like a brute, brute force quirk, uh, or like a hard counter, uh, that's the way you ha- we would have to deal with him. Yeah, you lure him in. Uh, this was this was a successful tactic that he should be made, uh, as you're saying, he should be very sensitive to uh, in the future because it works so well. And, it, and we're not even saying it worked well for the boys. They followed a trail of people for whom this very tactic worked just as well. And he just instinctively turned to go down and started going down to them uh, just based on somebody asking for an somebody you know, asking for an autograph who didn't sound like they were going to kill him. I'll, I'll grant that. Right. Yeah, you can't be like, come down here and give me an autograph. You know, you gotta... You Can know. I have an autograph? Yeah, you gotta be... Or, or, yeah. Gotta be excited or genteel something. You, they can figure it out. Yes. Um, and then they, they go into his uh, apartment and it is... It looks like a safe house. It does. And it... It's not really, but it kind of has the same... Like it's it's basically provided to him, so it's yes, you know, it's run of the mill. It's probably uh, not a, it's probably like pre furnished, uh, so doesn't doesn't really have pre furnished or he got they're like hey, uh, for your for your apartment we're providing you uh pick one pick pick something from this cool yeah yeah and and he like as they're standing in this I thought that this was funny towards the end he says that he's kind of a minimalist since he's not home that often. Um, but the joke is that um, this isn't really his place, as we find out at the end, and his real place actually is very minimalist. Um, but it's even more so than what we see here. To be clear, he, he even says, that is my place. Like, I, it has been provided to me. It, it is mine. And, and I will stay there occasionally. Yeah. But it's it's really more of just, like, it, I'll stay there occasionally, but it's not really where I live. Yeah, Midoriya kind of is on to this. Um, he says, as everybody's trying to work through or verbalizing what it is that they th- were thinking Hawks' place was going to be like, um, he says, you know, some popular heroes have multiple homes so that they can avoid their more passionate fans. And that would be exceedingly true of Hawks. Uh, yes. As this entire chapter has borne out. And so Midoriya suspects that maybe he's one of them. As Tokoyami says, darkness, darkness shrouds the truth. Uh, and we are given a quick, very brief glimpse into Hawks' actual abode. Um, and it is it is as minimal as it comes, at least from what we see. It is uh, wood-paneled flooring. It looks like he has a very small table that, of course, uh, because uh, of the Japanese culture, is very low to the ground and a very simple chair that he's able to sit in. Uh, and that's it. There is nothing on the walls. I almost thought um, that this was uh, like his childhood home for a second. Mm. It it isn't. It very clearly isn't. But I, I thought it was. And I think he might have. I think he has like a coat rack. Like that's based on just where the coat is. Uh, I can't tell if that's the floor or if that's like a like a. It's the back of his chair. Oh, is that the back of the chair? Oh, that is the back of the chair. Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, yeah, he's got no, two he pieces really of doesn't... furniture that we see and three dishes, a small saucer, a uh, a coffee or a teacup, and a and a very small spoon. Now, admittedly, probably does have more dishes than that, but yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, it would be weird if he went back 
to his childhood home based on what little we know of it too. Like exactly. And I was like, I looked at him like, is that it? It's like, no, but it's there's nothing there. Kind of like that. Yeah. Very true. But that is the end of Team Up Mission number 22, which had a, a little bit of that a real actual like Team Up Mission flavor at the beginning, um, but quickly isn't that. Um, but it's not a terrible chapter. No, and uh, as a last note, is you're absolutely correct. It makes perfect sense for him to have multiple places because I think the only more popular hero in Japan is All Might. Hmm. Like, Endeavor is absolutely the number one, but a lot of that comes from his arrest record. Right. Um, like, he, he is popular uh, in his demographic, but it's the fact that he has a higher arrest record than even All Might. And, and so that's like, it's like, no, no, currently the most popular active here in Japan is, is Hawks. Yeah, I, I would agree with that assessment entirely. Um, let's jump into mission number 23, which uh, before you and I started recording... Um, we both admitted that we could, uh, like, I, I will fully admit I could not recall a single verifiable truth about mission number 23, which I, which I had read previously. Um, but as I swiped on to, uh, on my iPad, uh, I, it all came rushing back and, um, it's, it's a, it's a chapter. It's a chapter that we're going to cover. And, uh, for me. In the last two days, I have reread this chapter a total of six times. I have retained almost none of it. <laughs> it has bore. It, it's, that just tells you our thoughts on this chapter before we get into it. Yeah, there's an interesting conceit here, but I think that they take it too far uh, at the detriment of the character and intelligence of Ida. And I think that that is my, my I, larger problem. I just realized what... So this chapter feels like it should have been in school briefs. Yeah, we've and said that multiple think, times. Yeah. I, I don't think I can think of any more scathing comment about this chapter <laughs> than it should have been school briefs. And it would have been fine because there's not a lot of like, there's not a lot of action that it, needs to be animated. School briefs might have improved this. Yeah. Yeah, there's nothing that is visually compelling about this chapter. It is, it is, it, it would have been just fine as, as blocks of text. Now- it is somewhat improved from an entertainment perspective for there being pretty, pretty pictures that we can scan through much more quickly than we can read this in what would have been like a 30 or 40 page uh, little story in a school briefs. So I'm grateful for uh, for this format for that reason, if for nothing else. Um, but it is called Ida's Manners. Uh, and it goes in a direction that you are not prepared for as you're listening to this unless you've read ahead, which we've told you not to do. Don't. Just don't. Don't do it. Uh, we start with a uh, a color page that is um, it's boring. It bores me. In fact, it actually bothers me in black and white because of how just Aoyama is just like he's just there, ethereal, to the point where looking at this, I'm like, did I get another Tonkabon that had like bad printing and stuff is faded? Nope, nope. He's just faded in the background. Probably is better in color. This is this might be the most boring art page or like color page in the franchise. Yep, it's just uh, the the four one uh, A students that we're going to be exposed to in this chapter: Ida, Kaminari, Bakugo, and Aoyama, and they're in their um, their school uniforms, the kind of uh, suit versions of them, complete with ties. For most of them, Bakugo not only does not have a tie on, but he also 
refuses in his rebellious, heated nature uh, to button the topmost button on his white shirt. And they are in a void. Yes, yeah, there's, yeah, they're just walking around in a giant white space with their shadows cast in different directions. Uh, anyway, we, we, we are whisked away to the manor school and the owner side, just the sign on it looks like it's a business card that just says manor school and it's just kind of wedged in it. Like you would wedge a thing into a cake. And all I can think is that thing is going to fall and kill someone. It very well could. Um, we're introduced to kind of the proprietor, I guess, um, who is saying that they have some students from uh, 1A that are going to be visiting to learn about manners. And the teaching staff are curious uh, how they're going to be doing that, um, or at least a little apprehensive about instructing heroes in manners. But the proprietor's just like, don't worry, our secret manner scrolls are the school's greatest assets, and the teaching found within have been passed down, keeping us in business. And Do, then, is it their first day on the job? I get, I get, or maybe I, I read it not as that, but uh, more as like they were apprehensive about teaching That's prestigious fair. heroes in training, I guess, because um, I'm sure they've taught quirked individuals, but well, I they almost certainly have, yeah. I, I'm not sure it would have been possible for them not to. Have. Correct. So the students show up, um, they are greeted with, oh, What a pleasure to meet you, uh, and then they are interrupted because whatever it is that they're proffering to these supposed students gets whacked out of their hands. And then they are quickly uh, based on bound. The way they're, based on the way they're handing them, those are probably business cards. But they're so uh, large. Uh, I, I don't know. Um, I do know that like, uh, and we saw this in uh, a much better series, Vigilantes, specifically uh, episode seven. And I know this because it's the one with uh, Ingenium. Um, like he gives the business card in the same way. Cause that in Japan, that's how you, you give somebody a business card. Hmm. So it, it, it might not have been a business card, but it was something very formal that they were, that they were presenting. Yeah. Maybe an itinerary them. or something. Potentially. Yeah. But it's, it, it's very much a, well, they're a manor school. So that, that makes sense. Yeah. They get whatever it is that they're carrying, get smacked out of their hands and then they're quickly bound up in rope. And, uh, the proprietor's like, what, what it, what the heck is going on? And uh, it turns out that this is just a good old-fashioned robbery. It's not a heist because I don't feel like they're here to specifically steal these scrolls. They said, we're just here for your valuables. What can make us some cash? So this is just a general hit, not a specific, we're coming here for these specific things. Um, But they do. They end up, uh, of course, the proprietor says the worst thing ever, where he says, those trade secrets belong to our school. so he, in that, in that sentence, basically guarantees that that's exactly what they're going to be taking. Yup. And then at that point, we have our 1A students who, uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, I wish Midoriya was here. I understand. I think, I, okay, I want you to tell me why you, th- why you wish Midoriya was here, and then I want to say what I think I would say in response to that. Uh, because if Midoriya was here, then there's a possibility this chapter goes different and is more interesting. Than what we got. And that's, I think, Ida has within him, normally, this, the capacity to see through this ruse that's about to go on. It Now, I will say, it may have taken him longer than it would have Midoriya. Midoriya's, like, danger sense equivalent is pretty good. He is wary uh, very early on in certain circumstances and situations. But Ida's just painted to be this 
dummy in this chapter. It was a character assassination it, a little it bit. Feel, it feels like over time, is it flanderization? Is that the, is that the right term that has happened to Ida? Mm. Like outside of the main series, like every like thing that he's in just portrays him more and more as an absolute idiot. Yeah. Like when you're, when you're, when your smash version, smash character version is smarter than you. Yeah. That's you're a problem. Trouble. That's the problem. Now they do get his character right at the beginning here where he is bringing Kaminari, Bakugo and Aoyama to the manor school to get some manners instilled in them. Um, so I think that his, I think that that would be something I think Ida would come up with. Um, so he says, what this, does it say that he hasn't brought Mineta? That, uh, that is an excellent question. Uh, the only reason I can think of is because he was in the previous mission. <laughs> in That's this fair. Talk-a-bon. You know what? That's fair. <laughs> if, if we're talking meta reasons, that is absolutely probably it. Yeah. But he, his reason is, listen, as, ca- as class one, A's elected president, I say we need to maintain proper behavior at all times. And some issues have been on my mind. So he calls out Bakugo saying that the the manner in which you speak is rather intimidating. And of course, Bakugo asks him if he wants to fight about it. Uh, he says, Kaminari, your attitude seeds a bit flippant at times, uh, which, mm, yeah, a little, but does it require like a manner but school? Does he, yeah, no, I feel like there's there's other people in the class that are more egregious actually are there then kaminari and well and then Manetta, of course that we would Manetta think are, are, yeah no i'm like Manetta, and then i was gonna be like uh hmm i think that this chapter would have been just fine if it were ida uh, taking bakugo for the stated reason and Aoyama being there for his stated reason, which is just that he likes table manners. You keep the core of three, yeah. which is the team up mission formula, um, and you you don't insult Kaminari needlessly. I mean, like, yeah. no, Ida's not wrong. I would, agree. I would agree completely with that. Yeah, Ida's not wrong in his assessment of Kaminari, but I don't think that it's in need of a full on manner course so much as you could be a little bit more respectful and attentive. Um, like, Bakugo definitely needs some character course correcting in a way that. Kaminari does not. And I like Ioyama being like, I just like manners. That makes sense to me. Mm-hmm. No, I, I like that one doesn't, him being there doesn't bother me at all. He's like, oh, cool. I'm, I mean, I get to go do this stuff and I can brush up on it and maybe learn a new little thing about manners. Cool. Well, they step inside the school um, as the villains are kind of packing these scrolls away, which apparently uh, weigh quite a bit. Uh, and so Ida uh, bursts well, in. Well, they do have a lot of them. Yeah, oh yeah, there are definitely, it was like a small pyramid of, of scrolls. Uh, and Ida busts in and says, thank you for having us today. We're the students of UI High, UA High School's Hero course, which, of course, is uh, not what the, the wannabe thieves wanted to hear. But Ida doesn't know that they're thieves. He just assumes that they're the, the people that they're supposed to be seeing here uh, by appointment. But and... they do, the thing is, is the villains do recognize them as like, oh crud, they're the we I remember them from the sports festival, and they're like, uh, there is no way we can beat them. Yeah, so, so they, we're going to have to think our way out of this. Yeah, and their first thought is to send them running around the block, uh, because that would supposedly buy them just enough time to get away. And Ida initially is intrigued by this. He says, uh, you know, he, he he's, it's like almost he starts to call it into question, but he says this task seems unrelated to manners. But when in Rome... Do as the Romans do, so familiarity with one's environment is the first step to learning good manners, and so off they go. 
Yes, and Bakugo was pretty much like, uh, I will not be doing this. And Ida said to that, uh, Ed, no, you, you will be. You will be. Because the team-up mission needs at least 20 more pages, Bakugo. You have to come. Yes, and they, they literally drag him around the block 10 times. Also, bonus points to Aoyama running this whole thing backwards. backwards because yeah. the, uh... he always has to face the camera. Yes, um, but the uh... <laughs> That's, that is very true. Uh, I think the only time we've really seen the back of him is like when he does a spin or he does a twirl or something. Yeah, but the yeah. villains are thinking, "Oh, hey, we we we've got this. Like, <laughs> it's gonna be great." Um, but then they were in there so long that I guess their van got towed away. Um, I'm very unclear of where in the street they left it. Like, I get where the cutout is, but it's like, the geography here is a problem. Yeah, it is It is odd, because it looks like it's parked kind of on, like, a, a large patio area? Like, a, 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 a maybe a pedestrian space, and maybe that's why it got towed. Yes, uh, but we see that they have uh, finished their 10 laps, and uh, I don't know why in the world Kaminari has his finger guns out. <laughs> and what way did your electricity help you? Bakugo, I believe, at some point was like, fine, we're doing this. I'll just, I'll just, you know, you know, use my explosion to blast myself around. Ida and Aoyamas make sense. Um, but they're like, we're back. And they're like, and the villains are like, oh, no, this is, this is not, this is the worst case scenario. It's also interesting that Ida makes it sound like they pulled a hawks in this episode. And while they were running their 10 laps, they had time to get in some uh, socializing because <laughs> he's like, the residents around here are all so polite. <laughs> and Aoyama found a new restaurant that he wants to uh, he wants to go try later. Uh, but I like the fact that it's like, n- no, at this point, they're all very much in shape enough that, I- yeah, these 10 laps were, were nothing. Like, uh, I guess the building isn't very big. And then Ida gets way too close. And he's like, okay, now <laughs> lessons. Yes, do we start? Please, yes. And uh, the villain's like, uh, we gotta lose these kids somehow. Uh, better ad lib and fool them. So we, we get the concept of what's about to happen. Um, first off, basic appearance. Uh, to be blunt, you're all out of line, especially you with the glasses. And I just love uh, Kavanari, like, excuse me? Ida? Out of line? What? Um, and they break they break him down it's like the the sharp expression the slick hairdo the crisp clothes sure you look like you have your act together but uh that could backfire who would dare talk to someone so polished and unapproachable you might as well shout i'm an inflexible jerk people will fear uh yeah people will fear you'll treat them with contempt and it's just like they break him down and are like you see all of you like how to train your dragons in the way is like all of you. You need to change all of that. Yeah, <laughs> and they she goes on to say that the glasses are the worst because the eyes are the window of the soul, but yours are hidden behind lenses. They they can't tell anyone a thing. You've built all these walls between yourself and the world. Awful all around. A complete lack of manners. They and, talk like he has tinted glasses. Right. Uh, and my my favorite part about this this panel is at the bottom they. They thought it necessary to include an asterisk to let us as readers know that none of this is actually true. <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, great. Thanks for uh, telling us what we already know as a note on the page. Did, did, did you did you think that people wouldn't know the part when they said, we're gonna, I'm going to lie to this kid? Yeah. Was 
whatever. It was it was strange, but it, it did make me laugh a little bit that they thought that that was necessary. Uh, but Ida, of course, takes this extremely seriously. So he says, I've never noticed the wall around my heart. I'll simply have to tear it all down. And so he takes off his glasses and he begins to ruffle up his hair that had been slicked back all presumptuously and hoity-toity-like earlier. It felt very like Sosuke Aizen from Bleach, like where initially you see him with his hair down and then it's like, I'm a villain now. And he just slicks his hair back and his entire like vibe changes. Yeah. And it, it gave me those kind of vibes because this doesn't look like the same character now. It does, but it doesn't. Yeah. And honestly, I like it better. <laughs> yeah, the eyebrows are still dead giveaway there. You know, you, you can't escape uh, that those characteristic eyebrows and you never should because... They are they are sharp, sir. Uh, the the other two, Denki Kaminari and also Aoyama, are targeted as well um, because they said that they don't see a single wrinkle on those uniforms. To which uh, Aoyama responds, "I never wrinkle, only twinkle." He almost looks sad. He does. He almost looks offended. And Kaminari says, uh, tries to introduce himself, and is quickly told that nobody asked for his name. <laughs> so, uh, and that should have been again. Like a dead giveaway. Like, shouldn't you, shouldn't they have introduced themselves properly if, if they were, in fact, instructors at a school for manners? Shouldn't they have said, hey, we are so-and-so, and we know that you are, yada yada. Like, the formal introduction phase should have been hint enough that something is not, something is amiss. Um, but all of this kind of goes over the heads of everybody on the scene for a little bit of time. Uh, yeah, and I did, Kaminari's devastated. Um, but I do love the fact that like it seems like they stop and they like circle Bakugo like they're like like as for you, flawless. And he's like, don't I know it? You think it's because they're petrified of him after knowing what he's capable of in the festival? I think a little bit might be that, and I think the another part might be like, well, we've committed to this. We've committed to th- we're going down this road with this. He is exactly what we've told the others to be. Ah. Uh. Yeah, so, yeah. I see. That's good as they call. said, they were ad libbing. Yep. And I just love how he's just like, "Don't I know?" And <laughs> <laughs> I read that in like Bender's voice from uh, Futurama because he says, I "Don't too. I know it?" Every now and then. I, yeah, I, absolutely. My read as well. So Ida again internalizes all this, and he's he uh, looks at Bakugo and he says, "I pre- I presume to chide you about your attitude, yet I'm the one in need of reforms. Teach me your ways. How do I glare at people the terrifying way that you do?" Uh, and then, of course, Bakugo, while he's glaring in that terrifying way that he does at Ida, he asks, who's glaring? <laughs> Which was a good little visual gag. Yes. Um, and then we get more stuff from the uh, our villains. They're like, listen well. You must obey your elders. Always be sure to intuit their moods and needs. Exactly. Anyone with half a brain knows that. And then they start trying to take advantage of Ida where one was like I'm so thirsty I can go for a soda or you know and chocolate and gum maybe some pudding and it's just yeah and it's over exaggerated like, we have to do this and the others are like what no no we will not be doing this and uh, Ida does not give them a chance as he grabs them all I wish to point out he's grabbed Aoyama by his feet by his feet what panel yeah, well, he runs oh, away. Oh, he's like, yeah. we must hurry. At the end, like, I see, I see. Yeah. I was, I was still back a page. Two, he's grabbed the other two by the back of their jackets, and then they've grabbed him by his feet, as he's just like, ah! And then, uh, yeah, they go out and get the stuff. And if if I have any... Well, I have a ton of problems. 
the fact that Bakugo <laughs> is still tolerating this at this point, like, granted, he was like, no. Now, granted, he's only tolerating it for three more panels, but still, the fact that he tolerated this on any level is just is just beyond me. Um, but then the the guy villain is like, oh, my shoulders are so stiff, and I feel like they've lost the plot of what they're trying to do. Yeah, now they're like, just they well, should have run. They should have escaped the second that they send them off for food. Because asking for food, brilliant. You you have in the palm of your hands. Send them away to go take care of some uh, uh, quite a few errands, and then just be gone. Yeah, because even if they are fast, which they are. They still have to stand in a queue or a line and pay for things like that's extra time that they didn't have when they were running around the block 10 times. Exactly. Exactly. Like everything up until this point, fine. They've been ad-libbing actually pretty well in the sense that it's working. Um, but then that they they stay for this and it's like and they're like, oh, my God, we can exploit these kids. And it's like, oh, my God, you idiots. You had your chance. You should have run. And Bakugo at this point is like, I am out. This has been stupid. Get out of my way. As he goes to leave, uh, he is interrupted. His his angry stomp out of the building is interrupted by a bunch of pounding on a door, which he just slams is it out open. of the building? I'm going to be honest. Since they were already outside the building, this felt like he barged his way into the building. Maybe he, I was going to say maybe he left his coat, but he's still wearing it. Um, yeah, no, he absolutely barges his way into the building. Yeah, and finds the real instructors all bound uh, with tape over their mouths. And now he begins to understand what's going on. Um, and I'll he, say this, I do like the look on his face. Like, you can see uh, the raised eyebrow, like, huh? Bakugos, um, you mean? Yeah. Yeah. Like, it, it's one of those things where I'm like, no, that's a very effective panel piece of art with Bakugo. Just very, like, what now? So That's he, not good. He releases them, and the proprietor tells them uh, what's actually going on, that these these two are villains, not instructors of the school, and that they've made off with these scrolls. Uh, and then, of course, they're just like, you know what? Um, we're we're here to help, but we might as well because we're heroes and stuff. And so they go to call Ida, um, who apparently has his phone. Uh, what do they He calls it something. Um, manner, manner mode. mode. Yeah, which is just like vibrate. Uh, and so as this text or phone calls uh, comes through, he just starts vibrating violently uh, and he looks at this message, but gets immediately chastised for it. No phones. It's proper manners to have your phone turned off. And uh, as he explains its manner mode, they say that the manner mode is anything but manner mode. Uh, and so Ida says, I see again, he's just overanalyzing this uh, societal values are fluid and mercurial, which means that the definition of proper manners changes day to day. Uh, and the villains get a good giggle out of this. Yeah, they keep using him. Um, and they're they're pretty much like, okay, well, we, we need to go meet our boss. Like, listen up, we're about to go meet our boss. Uh, and that means, uh, yeah, and what matter is the manners which we show up. Like, so pretty much they end up going into uh, the sewers. Yep. As far, like, we don't see them go in, per se, but uh, but that that's that's a sewer that they're running through and at one point he's just like hold up and they're terrified yeah they're like oh no has he figured it out and then they're like oh my god he's the biggest idiot ever as he says i understand approaching from such a low position literally underground demonstrates uh uh difference to your boss and they're just like oh my god thank god he's an idiot um and then they and then and this part is very I don't know. There's something about this that doesn't that feels weird. 
that he is the first one out of the sewer. He is, but he's also the gentleman who replaces the manhole cover, yes. which is why he gets left behind. Yes. Um, and then they steal something from a guy who's just. I think they just bump into him in their point, but in yeah. their attempt to get away. They just push this this cat yeah, man over. I guess. Um, and then it is like, oh, I'll help you up. And then they're just like, what are you, what are you doing? Like, uh, was it keep five minutes ahead of uh schedule? That's good manners. It's like, but I cannot ignore this gentleman's plight. And then we see this very scratchy, like, oh, I love this panel, intense panel, uh, of them being like, who has time to worry about some clumsy, clumsy oaf? Matter manners matter way more than you know that dumb guy, that dumb stuff. And he's like, I believe that rules and manners exist to make our lives better. At which point, uh, Ida, I don't know. This is not this is not Ida. This is some other character, and they plastered Ida's <laughs> uh, eyebrows onto it uh, because it's just he's so intense. And he's like, so if your teachings would give me or have me ignore someone in need, then just call me ill-mannered. And then the villains are like. You can see on their face they're like, "Oh no, oh no, this is breaking down. Oh, we're we're in so much trouble." As they try to talk down to him, they try to convince him, and he's just like, "No, no, you're you're being impolite." And it's at that point that the rest of the students show up. Yeah, and they explain the situation again because they, as they burst onto the scene, they said, "You're still palling around with those piece of crap villains." And Edith's like, "Did you say villains?" Uh, and so they're like, yeah, those aren't the instructors. Those villains made off with our scrolls, the proprietor is yelling from behind. And so as their cover is blown, they decide to make a break for it. Uh, and Ida, I love how dramatic this is This is portrayed uh, on, on these pages and in these panels. Because he says, do you mean to tell me that their teachings were total hogwash? As he begins to uh, reset his hair and he grabs his glasses and puts them on and he's like Ingenium cannot stand by while evil is done in the name of manners and so he runs up and horse collars the, both of these uh, villains and uh, the justice is finally had as the precious scrolls are returned uh, and the villains are are stymied and uh, I love Bakugo's response it's just he looks at Ida and she's just like try some critical thinking next time pal <laughs> yeah because the, the entire time Bakugo has I mean he hasn't because for all he knew, these were the teachers because they were they were there. Um, but he's like, everything they've been saying is stupid. He's been saying that the whole time, pretty much. Yeah. Now, I do think that there's a good chance Bakugo would have had a very similar response, even if the real teachers had started work walking through walking them through some manners like that. He would be the guy that was totally like. It doesn't freaking matter which side of the plate a fork goes on. No, you know? <laughs> no, I would. I'll counter that. So the thing that we have learned about Bakugo over time is that he is really good at all of this. He's really good at basically everything he tries to do, except being a nice person. Um, so I fully believe that as far as like table manners, he was like, I have better table manners than all of you, except for maybe Aoyama. And he just chooses not to employ them. Uh, he, he's always been very good when he's eaten. The couple times we've seen him eat. All right. He has a, been like crazy or anything that i would have noted yeah i imagine that he would struggle with the conversation etiquette portion of yes of the as, as far as like the, that particular as, scroll would be tough on him 
Yes. As far as like the knowing how to set a table and how to properly eat his food, I fully believe that he maybe Aoyama, who specializes in that, is better than him at it. I do. But he's probably better than Ida at that stuff. I also like uh, how this one ends, which is just the actual teachers immediately swarming Bakugo and saying yes. that he's a specimen uh, that is in need of much reform, to which he responds characteristically with uh, a good old-fashioned, bite me. I, I have to say, how, how like, concerningly uh, weak were these villains? Because, I mean, I know Ida is, you know... He, he's a hero in training. He he's pretty physically fit. He is casually hold. He I mean he's run around with the stuff, running with weights and stuff like that. I believe he's done that before. But he's just casually holding up like one of the bags of all the scrolls. And I mean, if anybody's lifted a paper box, paper can be heavy. Oh yeah, paper's very heavy. Uh, but it's just like he's just casually lifting it. How weak were these guys who could barely get it onto their backs initially? Uh, but no, I love how it just kind of it ends and it's like good. It's about time. <laughs> Yeah, and the Tonkaban doesn't go on for too much longer because, as you mentioned, there is an afterward. Uh, But then I do like, and uh, I do want to give brief verbal um, airtime to uh, Horikoshi's submission to this particular Tonkaban because I really like this visual. It's so good. But uh, for the the afterwards, it's uh, every Monday... Uh, when I open, jump, and start reading My Hero Academia, I find myself blown away like, wow, that's in quotes. Uh, it leaves me an emotional mess. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed, Tom, for the freewheeling, happy-go-lucky take on the My Hero Academia world that it is. Horikoshi Sensei sent over a piece of art for this volume, just like always. I should also thank him for always checking over my storyboards, which uh, are admittedly tough to praise. And I do I do like the fact that it's it's Midoriya and Mineta, and I assume they're reacting to the piece of art. Yeah. Yeah, which that is, would make some sense. That reaction, that reaction fair. Yeah. Because the art is, it looks like a magazine cover. It is. It's supposed to be a magazine cover, yes. And uh, it's got both Present Mike and Aizawa, and some of the headlines are really funny. Uh, my favorite is uh, the below uh, Aizawa's like chest area it says the sleeping bag you need to have snooze happy sleeping bag fashion <laughs> is it like that reminds me of one of the yankoma from smash where it's like the the one where him and bakugo bond over sleeping bags when they both go to uh that store opening for a sleeping bag oh, i don't remember that but it, yeah that would make that would make some sense I do love the sleeping bag shtick. Now, he's not actually dressed in anything that reminds me of any sleeping bag I've ever slept in. But um, it's Aizawa. He's got his hair. It, it looks wet um, and kind of... It looks styled. Yeah, it's like, un- yeah, it's, it's like an unkempt looking style, but it, he's totally rocking it in this blazer that has a, like a... It, what do they it, call it look, that? It's un- it looks unkempt, but in the, in the way that it's like, no, somebody very meticulously made yeah. it look like that. And then what are the uh, Paisley shirt? Is that what that's called? Yes, um, it I looks like a so. bandana kind of styled shirt. And then present Mike has got his hair back and like a, a, again, like a kind of an unkempt or very lazy bun. And he's rocking some glasses and what looks to be uh, like a leather jacket with some plaid underneath. Uh, but they look, it's just sharp looking. Like I could see oh, yeah. this in like poster form somewhere. Oh yeah. But yeah, no. And it's, it's so good. It's probably, it, it's the best one that uh, Tums has had. It might be the best, like, 
little art page from any of the side series. I will make a note to share this on the Twitter when this episode goes live on Monday um, so that people Absolutely. can see. It is, it is definitely worth resting your eyes upon. Uh, and it is interesting, too, to note that Horikoshi says that he thought that Aizawa and Present Mike were in this volume, but they really weren't. Um, they were kind of there for Dodgeball a little. And was this also the Halloween trick or treat or the, uh, the scaring contest yes. volume? So Aizawa was in that. Um, but I guess maybe he, you know, I read that the uh, the author had written that Horikoshi seems to be looking over his storyboards. I wonder if Horikoshi is spoiling future team-up mission stuff by suggesting that maybe Aizawa and present Mike play a larger role in something that we haven't seen yet. I'll say this. The thing that I feel like is missing most from this volume, but I, I wouldn't know about production times for the, I, I guess production time for the Tonkabon specifically, is uh, I was sad that there was no final piece of art from Betancourt mm. like there had been in other volumes. Uh, granted, Vigilante was running when the other volumes came out in Japan. Uh, but still well mark it's team up oh. missions volume four over and well, done we have with. one last thing to talk about what's that the cover in the back uh yeah why don't we you do that uh, with the other ones uh Pretty you sure. usually talk about those <laughs> yes yes uh i, I like can't even cover. see the back on my ipad but i can at least get to the cover oh it's it's all of the students but we do get to see colorized version of um villain ida or or manners Ida. you're talking about the back yes on the back okay, we okay. get to see that but the cover uh i really like this composition i really like hawks there we get to see him swirling the keys and then you have midoriya just kind of running through looking like he's a sticker yep and you have no idea what this has to do with team up mission volume four until you get to the second to last team up mission contained within it which is which is fair enough it's it's in there it's not like some other ones where it's like this character appears there's one of the main series ones where it has like a a bunch of characters on it and one of those characters is in like five pages of the Tonkabon. Well, and the other thing too is just, just from a, uh, a production side, this is a collection of these things that were released singularly elsewhere. True. And True. so, you know, if you know picking up this volume that this one would have been contained within it, then the, the cover isn't something that you have to go, why, you know, three three or four missions in, you're still wondering where Hawks is. Uh, so that, that makes some sense of that as well. What's on the, um, what's on the, uh, the little binding uh, on these volumes? Is there any kind of neat Hawks. pattern or is it just singular faces? It's just Hawks' singular face. Okay. Is that pretty much the pattern for the physical? Yes. All the physical ones um, from the main series, Tums and Vigilantes have a, just a person on the side. Gotcha. And this one is Hawks. Yes. Fan favorite. And not just within the MHA world. He is he is pretty high up in the charts of uh, characters that people really, really um, favor as they read through main mainstream MHA in particular. So I'm going to be very interested when we get to the, in a, like a year or so, when we get to the final character poll. Isn't there one going on like right now? Is there? I, 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 genu I genuinely don't know. I thought that I had seen that a character poll was happening right now. Uh, maybe I'm misremembering what I'm reading on Twitter. Because even if there's one going on right now, it would not surprise me if they were like, we're going to do one more when the anime comes out. Because mm. 
because I mean that's happened before. There have been times where it's like, oh, well, we have the character pool, and then the the thing ends before you get to the next year. But it's they're like, well, the anime is still running, so we'll do a last character pull for that. I wonder. Uh, so with these polls, there clearly are like write-in opportunities because yes. characters and and things like Naruto has gotten a uh, Naruto and then uh somebody's boot have both gotten yeah. uh votes in uh previous My Hero Academia polls. So what I'm wondering is so like in 2016 before I was old enough to actually run for president um we kind of had uh, a friend of mine who jokingly became my campaign manager and I got several write-in votes uh in my local city for president in that particular election because it was harmless. I could not win but it would send, you know, some some kind of statement. However, uh, I wonder if we could do a similar trick with an MHA poll where we got a... N- I'm sorry, my dog is being super loud. I, I don't know. Idea Your if dog that's gonna just happen. wants attention. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I wonder if we could pull a similar trick in one of these polls where we all decide that we want to write in, like, Adam, Koichi. for instance. Yeah, or Koichi. Koichi. He's got Koichi. to have showed up on Every one of these poll polls. Every poll that has had a write-in, I have written in Koichi. <laughs> Yeah, dude, I will all, I will 100% write in Koichi. It would be funnier if we wrote in Adam Sims or some such. But uh, if we got Koichi on the radar of those polls, if he, especially if he hasn't been, which I don't pay attention to like everything think, that gets a vote. I don't think he has. I want to say that the last poll, he actually did get like 100. I don't remember if it was the American poll, the Japanese poll. He got like 100 some yeah, votes, I mean, which, was, deserving which was not more. a lot. Um, But it's like, no. No, and I'll say this right now. He's the best pro tag in the series. Absolutely. Take that. Adam and I, I will say, back that 100%. The second best pro tag in the series is the Smash version of Midoriya. <laughs> That's a, I love, uh, I miss Smash. I'm so sad it only got five volumes. Do you think it's because like a little past where they stopped, the material got a little bit more mature and grimy and dark and they didn't want to like play in that particular space? I don't space? I don't think it was I don't I think part of the thing is I'm not sure if it's sold super well. Hmm. Well, now I blame the rest of MHA fandom for but two things. But don't don't quote me on like besides that you you can only blame the Japanese audience. Yeah. As bad as it sounds, for something like that, they're not going to look at the U.S. sales unless it was, and unless that thing got to the actual top of the charts, in which case they'd be like, excuse me? Well, now, now I can be salty about MHA fandom for apparently not liking Vigilantes enough, uh, and also for not giving me more Smash with your monies, because I- I mean, just, I, just, I, just I hear me all the Smash. Here, Hear me, hear me out. If if you were, they were to give us like another volume of Smash, but we got a we got like two chapters of just the Vigilantes crew, mm. and then the Vigilantes crew interacting with them in the Smash world. I, I'm just, it'd be great. I will say that there was a lot of Twitter chatter at one point um, that I I started to stay away from because I know that the the oh about the anime. Uh, no, about the manga that everybody was hoping that when Star and Stripe showed up that they were like, uh, you know, could this be, this is way back before it was animated, but they were like, okay, she's from America and stick with me here, but that's where Koichi is too. 
what if? And they were like, we really desperately want Koichi to show up. Even if it's like, it would be really cool, even if during the animated stuff that he's just, I, would I like that okay? Or would I absolutely hate it if he was like a blip? Like you, if you're paying really this. close attention that he's in the background of a scene. I'll say this. If it was something where you had like, you just flashed between a bunch of like, um, like when news came out about stuff just in the background yeah. in the U S stuff you had like, uh, like you saw captain celebrity and his, um, his plate, like his, um, uh, skyscraper. I'm blank. Uh, yeah. The sky egg incident. Yeah. Like you, you, you see them there, like in basically in the office watching this, maybe Koichi's there too, or something. They, they look at each other concerned or something like that because they were not in that exact area, but they were in the area before like it'd be like that's honestly that would have been that would be enough like genuinely that would be enough because we know that's not like yeah no um or if you do something where like a a news program is playing in the background or there's even like a voice over by somebody in the heroes commission that says you know yes some of these uh heroes have been imported from these other countries but not all the heroes from those countries have left. And so keeping order are still these, you know, heroic heroes in the U S that are doing pulling double and triple duty in the absence of these, and these seeing other them in action or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. And you see Koichi or captain celebrity. That would be cool. Uh, no, like that, that would be, that would be great. I don't honestly, I, I don't think we're going to ever see any of those characters show up. I would love to be wrong. I hope I'm wrong, man. But unless I... they, unless unless they announce an anime, yeah, for vigilantes. Oh, because if be they announce an anime for vigilantes, I absolutely see vigilantes characters showing up in backgrounds. Yeah, absolutely. In fact, like there, there are so many characters that could have shown up in backgrounds at UA that I'm up that I'm now retroactively upset none of them were there. <laughs> man, vigilantes manga or anime, we we could. We can hope, man. Uh, I haven't quite I, given up on that I, hope. I I haven't given up hope, but at the same time, like it's not going to happen, and it's a tragedy because nobody, like it, it ran its full birth. It wasn't canceled. They had a big plan. Like they had, a, they said they had a plan for it, and if anything, they added on to it. But they were allowed to do everything they wanted to do, and I'm so sad because it's so much better. <laughs> Yeah, bring it, uh, animate it, but you can skip over the, like, you know, what's that, what is the arc, what's it called, the something festival, the mall festival thing, you could just not oh. do that, that'd be fine. Oh, you mean when they, they do the, uh, the, uh, Nurhara Fest? Yeah, Naruhara Fest, yeah. Oh, I, I will... you like that? Oh, no, it, no, I didn't like that at all. No, I mean, it wasn't my favorite part, but I didn't hate it. I will say, I will, I was gonna say, I'll, I will cede the point that that arc which they repeated in in mini form at least one other time did introduce some really cool like uh like side characters um that i that i did enjoy but it just wasn't thrilling reading for us to basically watch behind the scenes production of a thing that you know i don't know we we we, we weren't thrilled with it well, the, the difference is is that animated that that would uh, it would work better animated than it did in the manga form that is true. Fully honest with that. Like, th- think about, I mean, granted, they have manga with it, but just like, you're like, oh, this is like two chapters. And it's like, that will be like 10 minutes. 
Yeah. Well, maybe you've talked me into it, but I will I will stand by the fact that reading it in the manga form was not an experience that Adam or I enjoyed. <laughs> you can go back and listen to those episodes. Fair enough. But um we're you know, we're we're through with volume four now and we're awaiting when did you say volume five was coming out? Like sometime August. next year? August. Yeah. <laughs> August of next year. Man, hopefully we uh I, you know, the anime is supposed to come out between now and then for sure. Um and Adam and I still got to cover the OVA, which I still have yet to see. So, um, in two weeks' time... Oh, that's right. It will be. I wonder how far in production... I wonder if they're... They almost assuredly are going to have to break that season into two parts. The seventh season, you mean? Yeah, the the upcoming season. Yeah. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised the manga, by that either. And I don't feel like this is a spoiler. Hasn't finished yet. Right, right. As of recording. Yeah. Yeah, there have been uh, multiple discussions in the Discord about how they're going to do this if it's the final season or if they kind of do uh like part of a full season but that would mess with production schedules and stuff like um tv uh schedules so i, I doubt is there that is there happen. a release date yet though i think it said something like spring of 2024 but not like a okay. hard date okay um but we've uh we've got I, the I, I guess yeah spring if they if they push it out to the farthest point of spring, then maybe. Maybe you mean the manga will be done and they can get it all in one season? Uh, yes. That, sorry, that's what I meant. Yes. Gotcha. Um, because I, it's just as long as they're not doing whatever they did with Attack on Titan the last season, that that season ran for like four years. <laughs> yeah. It's the final part for, of the final season. We swear this time, guys, we're for realsies. Like for, for real, for real. Yeah. <laughs> All right, man. Well, I appreciate uh, you helping me get through these uh, team up missions. They would uh, not be the same. Contractually obligated. Yeah. Well, they. I, I will. I will. I will uh, give you praise beyond your contractual obligations. It would not be the same covering this uh, apart from your your unique perspective and in additions to uh, <laughs> just the banter in general with these, admittedly tough to read. Uh, but it, it, you know, this this time we did have a, a little bit of. Uh, a little bit of sunshine break through the, the otherwise bleary cloud uh, that we consider sure. Tums to be. So that was yes. that was nice. No, it was it was this whole thing has been a lot of fun, except for that last chapter where the the contractual obligation has never been has never been felt more. <laughs> well, you've got uh, sounds like you've got nearly a year to recover fully from this experience. Both of us do. <laughs> Uh, uh, so, but and like I said, in in that year, hopefully we will have um, some interesting discussions about uh, animated stuff, and uh, which I go back and and read the manga alongside that for comparison's sake. So maybe we'll even get another uh, Mark's rant TM uh, in in a future episode. I'm sure I'll, that you'll have I'll fodder there, for I one. I'll say this: I, Do I have fodder for stuff? Yes. There is nothing more than the Tartarus prison <laughs> for me. Like. Tartarus Prison Chapter is, in my opinion, the worst chapter of My Hero Academia. I consider it worse than the original published, unfinished version of the like the the school festival song, oh, which that one's only so low because it literally wasn't done. Yeah, like if you've ever seen scans of that one, like no, it is it is the actual worst chapter of the manga. I hate it. Well, we'll see if there's something... nothing else that burns me that much, but there is stuff. Well, we'll have to see if something that they either do animate or do not animate uh, that really grinds your gears. Uh, but 
In the meantime, uh, I think unless Hopefully Adam and I will fix the stuff, <laughs> unless Adam and I decide to uh, cover the OVA in two weeks time, which we might we might be able to do. Um, we do know for sure that we are recording on Dragon Ball Evolution uh, uh, in the Kyo Cinema Corner of the AMP's feed next I'm week. So sorry for you. <laughs> yeah, I watched it once today, and uh, it's uh, one time too many. It's a thing. Uh, yeah, well, it's uh, but it still isn't enough because I didn't take notes. I just did my uh, my my clean first watch through, and uh, I will be drinking tonight if that's any indication. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. Uh, That's fair. But uh, again, Mark, tell everybody where they can find you on the internet, and we will include these spaces in the show notes. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, primarily at ChaliOnX. That's at C H A L I O N X. Uh, if you want to go back and you know listen through old episodes of you know Hero Notes, you can find it at Hero Notes uh, on Twitter as well. I did that thing. Uh, I caught up on y'all's backlog when I first bumped into it at two times speed, no less. Oh God, that must have been a nightmare. We talk like Luke talks like a normal person. You I, do not. I talk like a person <laughs> yeah. who it's like, hey, this was recorded for a very specific format, and that's normal speed. Yeah, yeah. You're you on, at, you're on your own if you want to, you know. You at two times speed is definitely an experience. Oh, I had a. There was a podcast I did where they're they're like, hey, it was really good. We got complaints from people listening to it at one point five speed, and I'm like. <laughs> yeah. I have literally never heard you ask for this before. I have submitted 60, like, like segments to your podcast over the last five years. Why is this only now a problem? The funny, uh, like, I've never told this to you, but because when I started listening, um, I started at, like, 1.5. Because that's I listen to a lot of podcasts, so 1.5 to 2 is usually what I listen mm-hmm. to. And then at some point, I listened to it at one time speed, and... Like I wasn't shocked that you're a fast speaker, but I was I was taken a little bit aback at how much slower Luke sounded at regular speed. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, this doesn't even sound like the same person. Um, That's but it was, hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> so I oh god, I couldn't even stand to listen to myself at two times speed. I'm sure so. But that's going to do it for A and B 141. There is a lot of back uh, backlogged episodes of Hero Notes, and it is good coverage. Um, so uh, we we are happy to point people in that direction. Uh, don't forget that you can find us as well on Twitter at AlmightyPod. Visit the pinned tweet. Hop in on the Discord. There's always somebody talking about something. The other day it was just about pets. Um, I was going to say dogs, but they were cats and also a snake. Um, and a rabbit. So see, you're missing out on cute pet pics. Uh, just because you're not in the Discord. I hope you. Uh, I hope that makes you reconsider your life choices uh, and, and join us in that space. Uh, but that's going to do it for now. Hopefully you'll tune in next week to uh, the Dragon Ball Evolution coverage so that you don't have to watch that movie. Uh, and uh, very much like the last one, Heroes Legacy, do not watch PSA. We're, we're, this, is a, this, this is the public service that Adam and I provide. And uh, maybe in two weeks' time, we will have some OVA coverage uh, featuring Adam once again. You remember him, I'm sure. Oh, yeah. I think I've talked to him three times, two times. It's been a while. Well, he'll be back on the pod whenever we get around to doing the OVA. Um, But we're going to call a stop here for tonight so I can go and drink Dragon Ball Evolution out of my mind for a little while um, until I have to watch it again tomorrow, I'm sure, because that's that's how my podcasting process works. So anyway, you guys enjoy your night uh, because I will not be doing the same. (laughs) See you, Mark. Bye.